Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 289. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Welcome. If you're just joining me for the first time, what's going to happen here is I'm going to say a few words, then I'm going to read you a blog, then I'm going to say some other words, and then I'm going to sing you a song. And today I am skipping a blog that's in the, you know, in the blog stream. What do we call that? I don't know. Feed? Is it a feed? Anyway, um, I'm skipping the year in review that I did at the beginning of the year. Basically, at this point, I am about a month behind. I'm not behind, but the in terms of um, the the podcast comes a month after the blog is posted. And I feel like it would be good to adjust it, that time lapse just a little bit in case anything gets, you know, suddenly current or whatever. So I, f- I feel like it would be good to leap ahead a little bit. And the year in review post is probably the most skippable. It's kind of good as a historical document is my was my sense. Like that's why I did it in 2020 and why I thought it I should continue to do it this year. Um, but it's 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 more it's yeah, let's call it for history and not necessarily for the broadcast. If um, this is an accessibility issue for you, like you you want to make sure that you hear all of the blogs, let me know and I can probably record it, you know, and stick it in here as an extra or something. If someone if someone needs it, please let me know if that's the case. Um, otherwise, let's just, we'll just forge ahead, you know, wade further into January um, and this next one will bring us to January 8th is when I posted this one, although I wrote it before. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, let me read it to you. It is called Inspiration Obstacles. Ladies and gentlemen, whales and snails, lobsters and crabs, crayfish and crawlers, I have something of a reputation for keeping going in the face of difficulty. I am a self-proclaimed shark, and I swim ever forward. I hold space for people who once stood where I stand and need me to keep going as a sort of beacon. That is a responsibility I take very seriously, and I hold that beacon high, my squids and octopi. But I have to confess to you that my arm has gotten very tired of holding that beacon up, and I've been falling down on the job a lot this last year. When the pandemic hit, I knew exactly what to do. I went into creative overdrive and I made something happen. I'm good in a crisis. I get creative in a crisis. I started my theater company in a crisis. I recorded a bunch of albums in a crisis. My band's album came out the day after a crisis. So really still in crisis. Last year, I made an audio drama in a crisis. But I got to tell you, (laughs) my crisis muscles are exhausted. This crisis has gone on too long. And for the bulk of 2021, I went to the inspiration well every day. And if I came back with an eyedropper's worth of inspiration, I counted myself lucky. I don't got it, my oysters. 
I don't got it. I don't got it, and I don't know how to get it back. I read a thing on Facebook that I haven't been able to find again because I didn't interact with it because I was mad at how exactly the algorithm knew where I was and didn't want it to know that it was right. It was a thing about grief and how things can start to seem flat and pointless and it's hard to get excited about anything, so one should just follow anything within any hint of a spark whatsoever. And I wish this were just true from the last few months after my brother's death, but I think I was grieving even before I was grieving. My city, not to mention my field, has been gutted by the pandemic. Small businesses and even slightly bigger corporate ones have all disappeared. The map of the places I used to go is now a map of what used to be there. The world has narrowed so painfully, and as winter hits, it narrows even more. One of my favorite activities used to be turning up at a neighborhood and wandering around until I found a coffee shop to go right in. I can't do that anymore. It's not just that most of my favorites have closed. It's also that I might never find one with conditions that feel safe to write in. 2021 has almost been worse than 2020 because things seem like they're a little normal, but they are really still not. And very few are acknowledging what has come before, even as they catapult into a faltering future. <laughs> anyway, all that to say that I think I was grieving even before I was actually grieving. Folks keep asking me what I'm working on, and I don't have a good answer. That possible new audio drama I've been writing during my writing practice this last year might turn out to be something, but I'm not, like, any more confident in it than I am in the cup of coffee I make every day. I think season two of The Dragoning, which I wrote in 2020, is pretty good, but fundraising for season one was so harrowing, I had not been able to imagine going through that process again until just a couple of weeks ago. Honestly, one of the things that got me over the hump was somebody on Reddit asking the podcast group at what point they thought a podcast that they listened to was dead. We're not dead yet! To get something to production, I have to believe in something so hard that I will fight through the agony of fundraising and organizing to get there. I have to be buoyed up by my own faith and hope and inspiration to put myself through it, and I haven't had access to that in a long time. I suspect that it's probably since I put out season one without paying myself. It seems like it might be important to find the money to do that, as it has held me up quite a lot, just energetically, just inspiration-wise, which, let's face it, is pretty much my only currency. Sometimes you have to pay one currency with another, but this is not my only block. There are a lot of things that can block inspiration. It is a little like a body of water in that inspiration's natural inclination is to flow. The bigger the body of water, the more difficult it is to dam. But when you're getting by with a tiny stream, a couple of fallen trees can jam up the whole works. Sometimes it seems like the logs are the block, and then you realize there's a boulder further downstream, and maybe some beavers have gotten busy with some reeds. 
The only thing for it is to set about removing whatever obstacles you can find, whether they're the real stoppage or not. However you can get the flow going, even if it's only a trickle, is good. This post, I think, might be one of those logs in my inspiration stream. I started it at least a month ago. I wasn't going to publish it. I just felt like I had enough of these struggling with inspiration posts this year. But then I came up dry for future blogs. Why do I have nothing? I wondered. And I thought, hey, maybe it's that post about inspiration that's clogging up the pipeline. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. All I can do is clear the pipeline or the stream or whichever water metaphor is right for this situation and then hope the water starts flowing again. I know this is my dry season generally, but that doesn't make it all that much easier to be thirsty. I probably would have skipped this one also in addition to the uh, the year in review, uh, except that I got several very kind and thoughtful responses after this one. And, uh, you know, when you when you get a response, kind of at all, <laughs> it feels like, oh, I guess it's, it's important to go ahead and share um, a thing uh, when it seems to have moved some people. So here it is. <laughs> Uh, things are, I think, better than they were when I wrote this. I feel like the flow is, I wouldn't call it like, ooh, <laughs> like a like a river. It's still pretty creek-like out there. Um, but I do feel like uh, I have a sense. It doesn't feel like, I don't feel completely like locked up the way I did when I wrote this. So progress has been made. I, I'm, I'm not going to have a, you know, big old celebration because it's not that much progress, but a bit, a bit. It's slightly better. Is that? <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I was thinking about songs about water because this is a little bit about inspiration and water, which we, you know, I did uh, go to that well a fair amount this year. The inspiration well um, ended up with two songs about not missing the water till the well runs dry uh, last year. Um, So songs about water, I thought. And I also was interested in songs about dams. And you know what? There aren't a lot. (laughs) There's there's that one by the Highwaymen, uh, which has the narrative of a dam worker. But there's like three other stories as well. So it's not like it's really about a dam. It's just really about four guys. And then there's uh, Woody Guthrie had um, a song that was uh, uh, an adaptation of the Wabash Cannonball. That's the Grand Coulee Dam. Um, And apparently this song... It was sung by um, Lonnie Donegan, who was also known as the King of Skiffle. Now, did I know what Skiffle was before? I did learn about it a few years ago from Billy Bragg. Um, And Skiffle is apparently a really 
um, important uh, development in particularly British rock. Um, and he did this uh, Grand Coulee Dam song in a skiffle fashion, um, which, uh, you know, all of this, again, big influence on on our friend Billy Bragg. <laughs> I wish he was my friend. I don't know him, but I know his music, and he's great. Anyway, skiffle is important for, to Billy Bragg. This guy was a skiffle guy, but this skiffle song uh, was a Woody Guthrie adaptation. So Grand Coulee Dam, if you feel like looking it up, is a really interesting uh, video of Lonnie Donegan doing Grand Coulee Dam. It's like, it's early, you know? It's like, you think music doesn't sound like that that early, but it did. Uh, so check that out if you feel like it. Um, so I didn't go with that because really the whole the whole vibe of it is is not really about water or dams. It's a, it's a you know... A particular dam and a particular scenario. Anyway, check it out, though. It's very interesting. Uh, but what I did settle on uh, in Songs About Water was Walk on the Ocean by Toad the Wet Sprocket, which may be my favorite band name to say. Toad the Wet Sprocket. That's their name. I've already done a Toad the Wet Sprocket song here on the uh, on the blogcast, um, but you know it was time for another one apparently, and uh, I'm going to give you "Walk on the Ocean" because that's the biggest body of water, and that's how much inspiration I would like to have. Um, so I'm going to give you "Walk on the Ocean" here very shortly. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to. Uh, help you could tell people about this thing share it on the social medias talk to people in real life all the stuff um i also i have i made these little cards for this um this brooklyn podcast festival that i've got uh, i applied for and got into um even though i'm i don't live in brooklyn but this was a citywide festival that was taking place at the brooklyn public library and it was supposed to happen in march of 2020 so you you may realize what happened there with that but i i had these cards made for that festival because i was going to have like a little table and anyway uh so if you if you uh if you know someone who i should send a card to please tell me they, they look like little square records. I, 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 have, I don't think I've given those cards to a single solitary soul. It's been, uh, you know, cards are not a thing. When, you know, when you're not like out and about and meeting people all the time, it's not, uh, you just kind of carry them around with you for, for no good reason. Uh, anyway, uh, the other way to support the, the, the blogcast here is to, uh, support it with dollars. There's patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis, also Kofi and PayPal. It also doesn't have to be dollars. It can be your currency, whatever that may be. Um, I'm not sure Patreon takes crypto yet, so not your currency if it's crypto. That might be problematic. But, uh, other currencies, yes. <laughs> Whatever they take of Patreon and PayPal and Kofi, that's the one. Um, so this song is uh, going to be on ukulele. And um, 
I looked up, I needed to find out what this song is about because it's, it feels like really mysterious. And you're like, is this a religious song? Should I know that, that this is about religion or something? I don't want to be singing it if it's like, like w- weird culty stuff or whatever. Turns out like the guy isn't even sure what it's about. He, he says he, he, uh, he met like s- randomly some people on an island. <laughs> so that's what that's all, that's all it's about. <laughs> Just meet, he said some hippies. He met some hippies on Orcas Island near Seattle. And, uh, that's what this song is about. Um, which I, I really enjoy knowing. <laughs> uh, and I thought I should pass it on to you. They, I'm playing this on ukulele. Did I say? Yes, I did. Um, I explored some some harmonies. And uh, I think... Oh, the other thing is um, I learned in reading about the song that the ending is different on the album versus the single. And it's interesting because I was trying to decide what to do about the ending because... Uh, on the version I was listening to, it just ends on this line about slowly growing old. And there's just something kind of like it's such a it's such a such a young man's way to end a song like it's so sad to grow old when like really, it is in fact a great privilege to get older. It really is. Um, so I'm. I discovered that the single did not end in such a fashion, and uh, I was already gonna go back to the chorus at the end of the after the after the third verse. Um, but then the the single I feel like empowered me to to really go ahead and go back to the chorus. So enjoy. Walk on the ocean. We spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Where are we going? We're so far away. Somebody told me that this is the place where everything's better. Walk on the ocean 
flashback.